1: Monday, everybody. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on my MyTalk1071, streaming live at my talk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, is not with us. He's celebrating his Christmas already. Holly and I are here with you. Ho ho ho! Grant is at the controls. Hey guys! Pew pew pew. It is a uh beautiful Monday. Is it? Yeah. It is uh it is Monday. It is Monday. Is it is warm. Which is not okay with me. Don't get me started. That's not why you came here. Um, it's not okay with me because I have a, I decided to do our backyard um, hockey rink a little later than most people did. And so it's not freezing properly. Long story, don't worry about it. I'll be okay.
2: I don't even know how to process that information that you just gave us. So can we just
1: stick to celebrities? Let's stick to celebrities where we actually belong. And the celebrity today that we want to kick it off with is Tom Cruise. This story keeps going. Love lifts us up where we
2: belong. (laughs) Except there is no love, Colleen. There is no love concerning Tom Cruise. Not
1: between, I mean, you know, no love lost between us and Tom Cruise. But you, I think, are talking about... His new girlfriend. Not yeah. his girlfriend.
2: Yeah, not his girlfriend. Plot twist. So, <gasps> on Friday... Something just occurred to me. Go on. Okay. All right. So, hold that thought, I, I will. Trust me. Last Friday, we were talking about Tom Cruise and his Mission Impossible 7 co-star Haley Atwell, and that there was a story in the Daily Mail that said that those two are dating, and that filming has brought them closer. Mm-hmm. So, we talked about the story... And we were like, okay, honey, we were born at night, but But we we weren't weren't born born last night. night. We were like, that's really convenient to have this kind of relationship story go out into the public. You know, considering all the drama surrounding Tom Cruise's quote-unquote leaked outburst on the set of Mission Impossible 2. And Mm -hmm. yes, I am floating air quotes, and I hope you can hear that when I say that. So later that day, on Friday, people.com. Ran with an exclusive story. Colleen, what does that mean when
1: People.com has an exclusive? It means that the call is coming from inside the house, meaning that likely a representative for the celebrity has called up and is speaking on behalf of the celebrity. Will be named as a source, but definitely is part of the celebrity camp.
2: Yeah, so People.com ran with an exclusive story later Friday afternoon saying Tom Cruise and Haley Atwell are not an item despite some reports saying otherwise. This according to multiple sources over at People, one source said not true at all. This totally speaks to the fact that they knew that everyone could smell the turd that was the story that Tom Cruise and Haley Atwell were dating using pictures of them on the set of the movie to illustrate the fact that they were really intimate when it was like, dude, you guys are filming a scene where your hands are handcuffed together and you're holding them. Okay, so that, that
1: was the only thing about that story that was like, what? Was there weren't actually any pictures of the two of them in life. They were all pictures of them on set.
2: Which kind of makes sense because... At this point, Tom Cruise doesn't exist outside of the concept of Hollywood superstar, meaning we don't talk about Tom Cruise's personal life in any way, shape or form. And that's kind of by design, because look what happened the last time that we focused on Tom Cruise's personal life.
1: Right. So, you know, what's interesting about that? So that was the thing that just occurred to me while we started talking about this. So the last time we were focused on his personal life was when he was married to... Katie Katie Holmes. And it occurred to me that Katie Holmes has recently been out and about with a new beau. And that maybe there's probably some urgency in the camp of Tom Cruise to uh, see that and raise it. Right? Yeah, interesting. I like where you're going I know, so I hadn't thought about that. But even when Katie Holmes was dating uh, Jamie Foxx, they still kind of kept that relationship pretty private, so I don't think it bothered him that much. And remember, okay, now I'm getting real deep in the weeds, but go along with it. When they broke up, the rumor was that she was on in some sort of um, agreement that she would not have a public relationship for a period of time. Now, we don't know what the terms of their divorce actually were, Mm-mm. but there's a lot of um, credible rumor that that was one of the terms was that she could not have a public relationship for a certain period of time. Uh And it was, I can't remember how many years it was, but the day that that was up was when we started to see, pictures of her with Jamie Foxx.
2: Yeah, and she did it staged. Remember the photo oh, on session. The beach. On the beach in Malibu. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was so obvious. Oh,
1: it was so obvious. So but that but they still re- that's that relationship still remained mostly private. And so what's interesting to me about this is that the timing comes on the heels of Katie Holmes being very out out there with her new relationship with Emilio Vitolo Jr., who you don't know unless you listen to the Colleen and Bradley show. Um, And we will be talking about them a little bit later in the show. But that, to me, makes sense, that that his camp would use this time to try to leverage a relationship, but then also realize that the proximity of that to his rant was maybe a little more than the public was ready to accept. Right. It was all too convenient. Yes.
2: And even... People who are not astute, uh, watchers of tabloid media could understand that, that was a convenient story placement. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, now Tom Cruise, you're going to give us a story that you're involved romantically with
1: your co star. Sure. Sure, Jan. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing that we didn't get to talk about on Friday that I was really fascinated by for a number of reasons is Leah Remini's open letter, uh, that she shared with the, uh, the underground bunker, which is a Scientology kind of watchdog, um, Website uh, that is hosted by Tony Ortega. She shared her perspective of this rant, this onset rant that with the audio that leaked with Tom Cruise at mission on the Mission Impossible uh, set. Now, Leah Remini, the reason why she's important in this story is because she is a former Scientologist herself, and she's also an award-winning. Um, producer, she was responsible for the um, docu-series about f- people who had left Scientology. Yes, Scientology and the Aftermath. Thank you, that's what A&E. it's called. So, she's, I mean, she really is a voice for uh, the people who have escaped Scientology, and she does a really wonderful job in this letter that's published again on the Underground Bunker, which, by the way, you can find at TonyOrtega.org. Um she does a really good job explaining what was problematic about this rant and how closely tied it is to Scientology. So the first thing you need to know that she educates us about is that Scientologists do not believe that they are susceptible to coronavirus to begin with, okay? Mm-hmm. So hold this in your mind, right? As you're considering the way he was yelling at his subordinates, yep. okay? So hold this in your mind. Here it is. They don't believe that they can get sick with coronavirus. Oh. Their founder, L. Ron Hubbard, no relation to the Hubbards that we work for. I would like to just say that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> believed that any illness that a person who practices Scientology is subjected to is a direct result of being in relationship with people that they call a PTS or a potential trouble source. <sighs> so that would be okay. So this, so you get a little bit in the weeds, right? Because you have right. to learn the language of Scientology. So PTS. So there's uh, there's another level of um, toxic person according to Scientology called a suppressive person, and that. I would be probably labeled a suppressive person. I think we would all be labeled uh-huh. suppressive people. For sure. Um, I believe actually that Nicole Kidman is labeled officially because they there's like an official labeling process. Nicole Kidman is labeled a suppressive person. A person who's connected to a suppressive person is called a PTS or a potential trouble source. So... The belief in Scientology is that a a practicing Scientologist can only be sick if they are connected to a potential trouble source or a suppressive person. This is ridiculous, right? Yeah. Because science doesn't care. Illnesses don't care. Say that again? Science doesn't care. Illnesses don't care. Thank you. Thank you. So anyway... So she starts by educating us about that and then educates us through this letter a little bit more about how then Scientology actually deals with um, these types of potential trouble sources, etc. But again, you have to remember all of this is performative on Tom Cruise's behalf because he realizes that his actual audience is non-practicing Scientologists.
2: Oh, yeah. Y- y- listening to the Tom Cruise rant that was leaked last week, you would have to be actively listening for Scientology speak, but you would only know it if you kind of understood it. Like There was a moment at the end of that video where he specifically points out somebody's, quote unquote, logic mm-hmm. and flawed logic. Mm-hmm. And that was a whistle to me. Oh, he has his Scientology hat on. This is the way that he's addressing it. And in Leah Remini's uh, letter to the underground bunker, what I find fascinating is that she says, quote, Tom's reaction that was released yesterday shows his true personality. Mm -hmm. He is an abusive person. I've witnessed it. I've been a recipient of it on a small level. And I've been told of similar abuse by his former girlfriend, his employees and his friends. He is the real. This is
1: the real Tom. And I think that that is when she says that you need to listen because again, this is a person who's been deeply embedded in Scientology and escaped Scientology. Um, I did see somebody, I'll just call them out. Somebody on our Facebook page, on the My Talk Facebook page, um, when we posted about this, uh, said, How would she know anything? She wasn't there. Well, I would just say she knows a lot more than. Any of us do, actually, about the inner workings, the culture that has supported and and uh, molded Tom Cruise. And so, her, yes, her voice actually does matter. And yeah. I'm here for it. And I'm here to listen to it because I think she actually has a perspective that the majority of people don't have. Absolutely. Just over the weekend, I saw a friend of mine uh, post about this and was like, this is what he's doing is exactly what my what I would want to do if I were in this situation. And it reminded me again that if you are, if, if you are sort of like a casual observer of pop culture, that would be that, and they're depending on that, that would be many people's reaction. But it's important, and this is what we do on The Colleen and Bradley Show, to go a little deeper and actually examine where this is all coming from and what it all actually means. And so that's why we're here for you.
2: That's right. We're here for you. We're going to sift through the cat litter box of popular culture. It's true. It's true. And it's we're going to
1: sniff it out and share with you yeah. our learnings. It's our service that yeah. we do. When we come back on The Colleen and Bradley Show, Grant is going to bring us all the dirt straight from Hollywood with a dirt alert on my talk one oh seven one.
0: This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Dirt Alert, Dirt
1: Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert. Our friend Grant is bringing us all the dirt straight from Hollywood with a Dirt Alert. Hey, Grant. Hey, Grant. Hey,
0: guys. How you doing?
1: So far, so good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this is fun. So... We do have some interesting news. An end of an era with Jim Carrey. He has stepped down from his duties as playing oh. the president-elect Joe Biden on Saturday and Night Live. And not a
1: moment too soon. Ooh. I'm so relieved. Really? Oh, my gosh. He was so terrible at it.
2: Oh. Share more. Because yeah. I never watched Jim Carrey do
1: his Joe Biden impression it on was, SNL. Okay. So, well, okay. So, first of all, I am not a huge Jim Carrey fan. Okay. Um, I used to be, and then I started to realize, oh, we're just going to recycle the same old stuff.
2: You mean, uh, do you have a mint? Yeah. Or perhaps some
1: banaca? banaca? <laughs> I mean, you know, like everything was a little bit Fire Marshal Bill, a little bit Vera DeMilo, like everything kind of like bled together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he even admitted he had never actually studied Joe Biden when he did his impressions, which to me, I was like, that... Pretty sure that's JLo lo And P.S., the person behind
0: all of this is Chris Jenner,
1: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
0: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
1: Ponies, oh, to admit that. Mm-hmm. That's also l- lazy. Also, okay, so then... Let's question why Lauren
2: Michaels even hired Jim Carrey to do the job I, in the first questionable. place. Questionable. I
1: have no idea what that was all about, but I was not a fan of it. So I actually, when I heard that Jim Carrey was not doing Biden anymore, I was like, "Thank you." Do we have a replacement? Who's going to be doing Joe Biden now on SNL? They
0: they don't yet that I know of. Have you heard of anything?
1: Uh, there. Uh, hold on a second. I want to see because I I think that they did. Um. They did do a Joe Biden um, sketch on Saturday. I did not watch it, and you'll hear why later. Ooh, that's a tease. Um, but yes, um, yes, so it is miss. Alex Moffat that t- uh, took over the role, and he's a cast member on SNL. That makes sense. Yeah. Good.
0: Yeah, they said that uh, he decided to walk away himself, which sounds like from your saying there, Colleen, it's a good decision. Well, I
1: think that people I mean, I think he also knew people didn't think he was much good at it.
0: And this is funny you say that. So this is what he said, though. Though my term was only meant to be six weeks, I was thrilled to be elected as your SNL president. Comedy's highest call of duty would love to go. I would. He said, I would love to go forward knowing that Biden was the victor because I nailed that bleep a little bit into himself there Mm -hmm. because i don't really think he did based on what you said no not really but i'm just one in a long line of proud fighting snl bidens so
2: i mean okay thanks for the false humility jim carrey we appreciate it
0: (laughs) all right well ed sheeran has taken time away as you guys know from music to become a father and there was some rumors speculating that he might be coming back when the fans were asking what's going to be happening and he kind of answered the fans here uh He said that uh, there are a lot of valid questions and that uh, you'll get some answers soon. And we got that answer today, you guys. He released a new song called Afterglow. And he said, uh, the song I wrote last year, and I wanted to release it for you. He said that it's, it's not the first single from the next album, so don't get all excited that it's a new album coming. It's just a song I love, and I hope you love it too. Enjoy. Have a happy and festive break in the New Year's. Back to dad for land. Back to dadland for me for now. Aww. So
1: Aww. you know, I don't know why it bugs me. Like he should not be subject to people urging him to come back to, you know, make songs for us any more than a woman who's just had a baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he gets to have this time.
2: Yeah. Ed Sheeran gets to hang out and teach his kid about the appreciation of ketchup on everything. <laughs> like that's what he gets to do now he did put a little tease of that song on his Instagram account this afternoon and it sounds very Ed Sheeran it's it's very nice yeah,
0: yeah. I, I actually did like the song and, and like you guys said too you know it's okay to take a break to yes. be a dad like too many of these famous people, and I'm not putting blame on any of them, but they, sometimes they lose, like you know, sight of some of those important things, and they get caught up in touring and the money and all that, and they miss their child, your, their son's childhood. Yeah. and So I really appreciate a guy that can say, "Hey, I've done some good things. I'm going to enjoy what's important it, right now." and I, I can I'm come good.
1: Back. I got some money. I got some uh, savings. It'll be all right. I, I have, can take a little time off, and have, we'll be here when you're ready to come yeah, back. I'll Ed. listen to his music.
0: I will, I, I'll be with you guys too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now this is fun, you guys. So John Krasinski, as you guys know, he started. Some good news back the few back in the summer to kind of help. Oh yeah, get and some, then sold it, and sold it, for yes, a pretty penny, <laughs> yes. But he's doing some good with it again, guys. Okay, it returns Sunday night, and he brought Dwayne the Rock Johnson and George Clooney and millions of dollars with him, guys. So this is this is a really cool thing here that he did. Now he had the Rock on, and he called him Duantaclaus, Claus, like Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne Claus. <laughs> he was dressed up as a Santa, and they announced together that with their sponsor FedEx, they'll be donating. million to toys for tots this year.
1: Okay, that's great. Yes. Totally great. Yeah. You know, I'm here for it when something good is coming out of something good.
0: Yes. And (laughs) it
1: was pretty obvious, though, when he first started it. We were like, oh, he's going to sell that and make some
0: money.
2: Yeah. Yeah, my whole thing, and i we're not really going to get we're into terrible. it, but it, we're <laughs> so skeptical, we can't <laughs> even just let I, things be. I Well, we can't let things be, but this is we are here. We have to deliver on the promise True. of going deep in the shallow on things. What That's we what do. we do here. My whole kind of get off my lawn thing about some great news was that it was rooted in this really genuine, authentic moment, what we were dealing with earlier this year. And then now it's like, oh, okay, now it's just going to be a platform for people like The Rock Mm -hmm. and George Clooney to, like, amplify
1: their flowbies
2: flowbies and their (laughs) persona of being benevolent celebrities. But at the end of the day, look... If that means that that many more kids are going to have a great holiday season, awesome. Awesome. At the end of the day, we're here for it. My Oscar the Grouchness will go into that trash can over there. (laughs) Totally here for the kids having a good holiday. You
0: will have to say that too, just be quickly here. They also gave Jay Abel, he's a guy who had tweeted out to The Rock earlier this year saying, Hey, look at my eBay list. I can't find a job. I need to get some money to give my kids some Christmas toys here. So The Rock had this guy on with John Krasinski, and they both said, Hey, don't worry about your eBay. Don't worry about finding a job. We're going to make sure that you get the money you need, and we're going to get your kids that Christmas list. So they had a special guest on, and I know it's kind of maybe pushing their egos up. I can see that, you guys, if we want to play devil's advocate. But they did give this man his wish and got his kid an Xbox, his daughter some OMG dolls. It was a really cool story. Yeah,
1: yeah. no, and it is. You're right. And you are right to call out our skepticism. <laughs> Sorry,
0: I don't mean to. No, no, it's, no, that's no. A, it's a good
1: thing. It keeps us in check because uh, we're just, you know, sometimes we're just bitter betties here on the Colleen and Bradley show. <laughs> but when we come back, we need somebody. To thank you, Grant, by the way. You're we welcome. need somebody to play our 30 second pop culture challenge. 651 641 1071. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day at 12 30 right here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom. No, Bradley Trainer. He's on vacation. Holly and I are here with you. Hi. And this is our 30-second pop culture challenge.
0: No, I'm oh, second here. no. We lost our person oh, here. Oh, no. no. Okay, well,
1: somebody oh. call 651- yeah, we need Six five one six four one one zero seven one, so you can play the 30 Second Pop Culture Challenge. I have to call out somebody for being rude and I'm going to, oh. because somebody
2: messed with my button bar <gasps> and I have to find the intro in here somewhere. 30 Second, here it is. Hold on. I'm doing some on-air production here because somebody messed with my business. Uh-oh. Now we have it. 30
1: Seconds Challenge. Do we have a new caller yet, Grant?
0: I'm just getting one right now, Wonderful.
1: Okay, well, we will wait. Uh, because it is very important that we actually have a caller to do the 30-second pop culture challenge. You know what else I just realized? What? Did we ask for Donna to come back to do blind items today? I don't think so. I, I could. I I could, I
2: could yell in the hall and see
1: if she's around. I mean, you Hold know, if she's around, I can't imagine she wouldn't do it. Um, because when we're done with the 30-second pop culture challenge, that's what we will do, is we will... Uh, do it, a little blind items.
0: nice and i sounds like she's talking to her i think she's going to be with us so okay. we do have julie wonderful ready to go here and cool. so just to make sure that i'm familiar because it's been a minute yeah basically once you start asking the questions i play the timer correct?
1: exactly awesome. hi julie so julie hi welcome to the show hi julie monday oh there you are hey okay julie so you know how this works the timer will begin after i ask the first question are you ready i'm ready Okay doke here we go Thinking Out Loud is a song by which singer? I don't know. Skip. Clarice Starling is the lead character in what movie? Um, uh, the guy that eats people. Um, I mean, you're yep. right. Okay, Scarlett yep. Johansson is married to which SNL star? Uh, Colin Jost. What is the name of Katy Perry's latest album? I don't know. Richie Sambura, Sambura was the guitarist for what rock bon band? be. Uh Thinking Out Loud is a song by which singer? I don't know. What's the, name? Know. What's the name of the movie with the guy that eats people? Okay. Oh. <laughs> Sorry you didn't win the 30-second pop culture challenge, but you were fun to talk to. Have a great Monday. See you later. Bye. Bye. Okay, so let's go back and get those questions that Julie did not get correct. Okay, Thinking Out Loud is a song by which singer? Ed Sheeran. Clarice Starling is the lead character in the movie about the guy that eats people. What's the name of the movie? The Silence <laughs> of the Lambs. And uh, let's see, the name of Katy Perry's latest album? Smile. And Richie Sambura, she did get that one right. Yes, okay, she did. so uh now that we've answered all of those questions, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And I believe that Donna is gonna help us, right, Donna? Yes, ma'am. Yay! Yay! In this segment, we call blinded by the item. One. Blinded.
2: I Ooh, hot celebrity gossip mysteries for Colleen and Donna to solve this afternoon. Here is our first gossip mystery. It was free, and it's not like she'll be engaged all that long. <laughs> but this A-plus slash A-list singer doesn't want people focusing on how much they don't like her
1: ring. So a new Ooh. one is forthcoming. <gasps> Rude. Oh, do you know it? Do you know yes, it? Yes, Ariana mm-hmm. Grande. Wow. I think the ring is actually very pretty. I hadn't actually looked at it, so now I'm going to look at it right now. It's kind of got like a little, I don't know if it's a little pearl
0: next to the actual
1: diamond. Oh, see, that's what her problem is. She wanted it to just be big diamond.
0: Yeah. Big diamond
1: time. I think, I actually think it's really pretty. I think it's really unique. I do too. What? That's too bad. Apparently everyone
2: else thinks it's ugly. So Ariana Grande... it's going to get another engagement ring because she doesn't want people focusing on how much they don't like it. I what think is they're focus- focusing
1: on her hand. What? That's true. <laughs> it looks like um, mm. it looks like my notebook in junior high. Yep. Right. Like I'm, it's yeah. very doodly. I'm really sad that she doesn't
2: have one of those S's on her hand. You know what I'm
1: talking no. about. That you would draw in your notebook. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She should get that um, tattooed on her. I'm surprised she does. Maybe it's somewhere we just don't see it because, mm-hmm. you know, we're only seeing one hand and half of it. Is it me or does she get engaged a lot? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So that's what I was going to say too is like, what is what is it that she wants us to focus on, if not the ring? Right. right. Because the other options are probably not great. Right. I'm not saying. I'm just saying.
2: (laughs) Apparently, according to someone on the Internet, that the pearl is actually an heirloom from her grandpa's tie pin. Oh, Oh, that's that's
1: really sweet. (gasps) So
2: it's actually really sweet and sentimental. Don't go changing, Arianda. Don't go changing for us. I I hope
1: she doesn't. I hope she doesn't. I hope she keeps it
2: yeah must pin. in uh, you know moving yeah. on. Congrats, kids. <laughs> another blind item, please. By the idol. Here's another celebrity gossip mystery for Colleen and Donna to solve. Here we go. This former a plus list mostly movie actor who was the highest paid actor in the world is leaving a trail of sexual harassment from the show he's leaving.
0: <gasps> what? Oh, do you know this, Colleen? No. no.
2: It, is this,
1: are we talking? Is this going to be like a, um, like a, like a TV, like a premium channel TV show? Nope. No. Oh, no. Ooh, that's kind of loud. Oh, I think I know where you were going, maybe. With um, that. I just was, you know, was going like, in that direction. Okay. Okay. So he's
2: mostly a movie actor. A plus, one time highest paid. Yes. How long ago
0: was he the highest paid?
2: I would say that this person was the highest paid actor, maybe twenty-five years ago. Okay. So oh a while ago.
1: And he's on a television show. Well, but he's was, leaving. But, he's, but leaving. he's leaving. Or left.
2: Yeah. He announced that he was leaving this TV show. It's been making some headlines. TV show, TV show. Why am I struggling with this? And it's a and it's a network
1: TV show? Yes.
2: Now this person oh. wasn't a regular cast member on this show but oh. had been making several guest appearances oh. in the last quarter of the year on the show. Shoot. That screws me up. Um uh, doing an impersonation. There you oh, go.
1: Yes, queen. Gross. <laughs> oh. This is so gross. Nasty. No. Okay, fill in the blank. That's nasty. Yes. All right, nasty. so yes.
2: Jim Carrey, who at one point was the highest paid actor in the world, is leaving a trail of sexual harassment
0: Whoa. on
1: Saturday Night Live. Why, why does this not mm-hmm. even surprise me a little bit? It does me a little. Does it? Yeah. Why? Oh, you, I don't know. Are, are you a Jim Carrey lover? No, not. Yes, but no. No, I think it used to be until like the whole Jenny McCarthy situation, and like just I was thinking of like like, other girlfriend girlfriend who
2: died by suicide and left this trail of like ickiness.
1: Yeah, it's just a very, yes, strange. I don't know. Well, and
2: you know, and
1: he touches strange things.
2: Yes, (laughs) he touches, I I don't know another way to say it. He does. Well, and then the way that he talks in public he he talks around things like he'll never actually address it mm-hmm. and then he's very gaslighty in the way that he'll talk around things and when you ask him directly about something he'll just blame it on you for not understanding mm-hmm. he does that kind of yeah, stuff that's a gift
0: yeah. it's rude he's yeah. built that's in his a, own head is what he is it sounds like yes yeah. yeah
1: and the girls on that show i should say the ladies on that show you could say women mostly are very young women
2: yeah you know with a, maybe a couple of exceptions so that creeps me out yeah Is
1: she? Is she? Is she? All right, next.
2: Here's another celebrity gossip mystery. Let's solve this one. This now former A-list reality star who has been involved with the family for well over a decade has a little scam he runs. If he's out to dinner and sees there are fans, he'll take a few photos in exchange for them picking up his dinner bill. (gasps) When they agree, he then orders a really expensive bottle of wine or oh drink god. which he would never normally do for himself. Oh my god. So oh. former
1: A-list reality Yeah, for A-minus. A-list reality mm-hmm. star involved with the family. Oh, so the Kardashians. Uh it's I know who this is. Is it Scott? This? It? Uh, no. Is it Rob? Uh, <gasps> who is it? <laughs> I'm going to say it's Jonathan Chabon. Gross. Yeah. So gross. (laughs) This is not surprising, though. If you follow uh, Jonathan Chabon, aka Food God. God. Mm. I don't. Okay. Well, we do. And this is actually. (laughs) Which we consider
2: a public service. And we actually file that public service with the FCC. We
1: absolutely (laughs) do. Yeah. Okay. Fill in that blank. So,
2: Jonathan Chabon, aka Food God friend of the Kardashians, has a little scam that he runs. If he's out to dinner and sees there are fans, Food God will take a few photos in exchange for them picking up his dinner bill. And when they agree, Jonathan Chabon then orders a really expensive bottle of wine or a drink, which he would normally never do for himself. That's so gross. And makes the fans
1: pay. Oh, that's disgusting. I know. You're so gross, Jonathan chabon
0: Disgusting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Donna, yeah. sh- Donna, thank you so much. Uh, for, for having for me, your help, um, and uh, have a good rest of your day. Okay, thank we will you. release you from your duties now. Okay, thank you. Bye. Okay, bye, we- Donna. Bye. bye, Donna. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, so w- we talked a little bit before about SNL, and I said I didn't watch it, and there's a reason for that. Um, I'm a weekly SNL watcher, and I want to give you my thoughts. On this week's SNL and SNL in general, about a habit that they have. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. On My Talk One, streaming live at my talk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, no Bradley trainer. He is on a trip. He's out to, to Santa Land. Woohoo. And Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Yes. Um, okay, so usually. You know this. I've always been a weekly watcher of Saturday Night Live Um, because I am 97 and a half years old. I'm usually not awake for it. <laughs> or you could be, oh, because yes, I, I was like, or you could be 12 years old because
2: that's the age, the right. prime chef's kiss age mm. when you're totally into Saturday that Night Live. That is Life. true.
1: That is true. No, and which I am like emotionally 12, so it works. Yeah. But like chronologically, I'm an old lady, so I'm usually in bed, so I catch it the next day. My husband is a night owl, so he usually watches it for me and then says, okay, here's what's worth watching, and then we go through and watch it. It's very lovely. He looks out for me in that way. (laughs) Um, But here's the thing. Okay, here's my hot take, my unpopular opinion, perhaps, of Saturday Night Live these days. This week, Kristen Wiig was the host. And she's a former cast member of Saturday Night Live. Yes. And I have noticed that my preference is that I don't like it when old cast members come back. Ooh. As hosts, because you know what they do? They do all their old skits That's again? That's all they do. That's not oh. all they do. I mean, But mm-hmm. the majority of it is. And yes, I want to see... Like there's this piece of me that is excited about seeing, you know, the target lady and you know, or, or like all you know, the old sketches that you absolutely love. And at the same time, in 2020, I can go see those anytime I want. It's called the internet. It's called the internet. So I don't ever have to miss that. I can go back and watch when they're at their heyday. What I would love to see is like Kristen Wig has been gone from the show for long enough that I want to see, like, what her, what unique new take she brings to the table.
2: Sure, because you, so what I hear you're saying, Colleen, is that you don't want your nostalgia tickled. In this particular way. Or, like, I'll tickle my own nostalgia. <laughs> we take care of our own n- yes. nostalgia tickling. Thank yes. you very much, I'll take Lauren care Michaels. Of my needs. Yeah. So, well, that's
1: totally understandable because. Or maybe like a little bit of the old stuff, but not, we don't need to do just like one or two, maybe right the greatest hits yes we don't need to hear
2: your b-side characters Mm -mm. from saturday night live 15 years ago well and to your point colleen it is fun when saturday night live speaks to the moment because you shared a saturday night live clip from this week now i don't watch saturday night live
1: right on the regular at all right i just don't i do it for you don't worry about it thank
0: you So you're not alone, Holly.
1: (laughs) Okay. So I was wondering about that grant. Are you a non, a non Saturday night live watcher?
0: Yeah. In the last 10, I mean, I did it back in the nineties and it's, you know, when the heyday was going on, but I would say probably since college, I haven't touched it in probably 15 years.
1: Okay. So here's, okay. So this is a segment that they do, on um, by the way weekend update if you don't watch saturday night live it is always worth it to watch weekend updates yes, it is just good. is like you know and that's the nice thing about the world we live in now in 2020 you can just select weekend update and watch weekend update and go on with your life Um, but i just always appreciate sort of the um the twist that they put on the world that we are living in at present on weekend update no holds barred i love it well one of the things that they do and i and they don't do it every week, but the two hosts of Weekend Update are Colin Jost and Michael Che. And one of the things that they do that I would sit through an entire show of is they write jokes for each other and they deliver them for the first time <laughs> on the air. Kind yeah. of like
0: a blind read type it thing? It is
1: so funny. It is so So inappropriate (laughs) because what I mean, they're literally just trolling each other. So Michael Che will write like, I mean, listen, it's Saturday Night Live. It's satire. Um, He will write racially inappropriate things. For Colin Jost to say, and it is awkward. And the funny part of it is the awkwardness of the moment, knowing because the viewer's in on the joke, right? Right. The viewer knows Michael Che wrote that for Colin Jost, and and you are in this like awkward, like uncomfortable space of realizing. A, that this is Michael Che's joke. B, that Colin Jost has no idea what's about to come out of his mouth. And so you feel the anxiety of that. And then C, to watch him deliver it. And then see Michael Che react as though Michael Che had not just written that joke. Like, oh, that was kind of rude, Colin. It's so entertaining. It, to me, is one of the most brilliant things that they do on that show.
2: Well, and your love of Weekend Update, Colleen, speaks to the fact that snl can speak to the present moment in a very in a very specific way which bringing back an old cast member to host and do target lady again just it's not servicing saturday night live in a way Mm -mm. that it can in 2020 right and going back to that skit that you shared from saturday night live that was like a two and a half minute Mm pre-recorded bit that was a genius bit it was kristen wig and her family, at Christmas, singing oh, this a song. Is a, yeah, this is my yeah. other
1: favorite bit,
2: yes. Right, but it speaks to a very specific moment, the way we live now in 2020, but also pretty universal about the state of being a mom. Okay,
1: so if you haven't seen this sketch, and this one is actually worth, I, I shared it on, I think I shared it on Facebook, but you can find it, like, anywhere. Trust me, it's being shared. The internet. It's on the internet. Um, It's on the World Wide Web. This, um... It's like a family Christmas and the kids wake up early and they're like, look at all this cool stuff I got. And the kids are like, I got a Nerf gun. And like the dad's like, I got a pizza oven. And the mom's like, I got a robe. And like she just keeps repeating that like, and I got a robe. And then she's like, and now I'm going to make everybody breakfast. And then she's like, and then I burn myself on the breakfast. But that's okay because and then the dog gets all these presents. I mean, it's just it is those moments are so awesome. By the way, we just got an email from Lynn. I just have to call this out. It's so great. She said, oh, you youngsters, SNL's heyday was in the 70s. Just saying. I, I did <laughs>
0: think about that. As soon as I said that, I'm like, yeah, if you think about Dan Acker, all those guys, I am so off with my 90s comments But there. see,
1: you know what? You weren't actually off because to Holly's point, you like everybody has an SNL sweet spot. Yep. yep. Everybody has a time in their life where SNL was was in its heyday and we all have a different one and here's usually where you can find it if you have to ask yourself self where's
2: my saturday night live sweet Mm -hmm. spot take yourself back to a journey at the time when you were about 12 to 15 years old so you're old enough To understand the larger world around you, conversations that are swirling around popular culture, Mm -hmm. you'll get satire. Mm -hmm. But you're young enough where you can't
1: drive and you can't leave the house on a Saturday night. So you're up watching it. So you're up watching it. And you have the freedom to stay up later. Right. It's interesting because like my son, my 14 year old, he's always like, I got to see what they did on SNL. And, you know, my husband will say, well, it wasn't that great. But my son doesn't care. Because to him, it's like the status of no. And I get it. We were all at that place. So we all have our own SNL heyday. I will just say for me, it's not right now. But I'm, you know, paying attention. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we do this every year. It's my favorite thing to do. A lot of people have birthdays right around Christmas. We want to celebrate those birthdays. Give us a call 651-641-1071 to call out a birthday for somebody around this Christmas time after this.